Hello and welcome to the Lit Up and Liberated podcast with me, Yvette Mayer. I'm a business coach with a 30-year-long corporate background in marketing and advertising. I have a huge passion for helping you launch and scale your online business. And when you do, I want you to feel lit up and liberated too. Lit up because you're doing work you love, you're in your zone of genius and liberated from those chains of the nine to five, the stress and the struggle. I'm all about building businesses with soul, strategy and savvy. On this podcast, you'll hear from inspiring entrepreneurs and you'll gain practical tips, strategies and tools that you can apply to your online business. So let me ask you this. Are you ready to feel lit up and liberated? Hey, Mel. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me about. I really appreciate being here. Oh, I'm excited. So just by way of introduction, today we're joined by Mel Daniels of Meld, that's M-E-L-D, and yes, I believe that was a very creative use of her name, Uh, and Mel is a content strategist and a coach, so I know we're going to have a really robust conversation today about one of my favourite topics, which is killer content, how to create it, and everything that comes with that, but To start off with, I would love to hear from Mel on how her journey has led her here to be a content strategist and coach today. The long version is I was working in the corporate area, in the area of finance for 11 years, and I left, like most women do, to have my first child. And I had every intention of going back to the corporate world. I was climbing the ladder. I loved what I did. And I was really focused on becoming, you know, an executive within um, the finance industry. But as life always does, throws you a little bit of a curveball. So four months after I gave birth to my beautiful boy, my husband was given the most amazing opportunity to work overseas. So we decided to take it. And that meant that unfortunately, I had to resign from my job. Um, They always said, you know, you're always welcome back. Please come back. But that move really facilitated a change in the way that I looked at life. Um, So I was very engrossed in my son and um, making new friends. And I loved it so much that I didn't want to go to work over there. And besides, we didn't really have the family support, obviously. It was difficult to get childcare. So we went with me being a full-time mum and I loved every single moment of it. So we came back after three years. I had um, my daughter over there as well. So we came back with um, our two kids and I didn't want to go back to that corporate space. Most people have a kind of negative wake-up call experience. I certainly did. And you didn't, but you still had a wake-up call. Yes, yes. So I just, I felt as though life had changed. I had changed Um, My priorities had changed, my values and my purpose had changed as well. So going back to the corporate life wasn't for me. So it wasn't until my son was 10 until I actually decided that it was time for me to to do something for myself. And because I couldn't see myself going back to the corporate space, it meant that I needed to work out what it was that, you know, I could bring to the world. What was my gift and how could I translate that into my purpose as well? Um, I explored lots of different things. I was going to be a cake decorator. (laughs) That kind of didn't work out for me. And it wasn't until one of my friends who is a lawyer said to me, 
I'm going through a really busy period. Do you know anyone that can help me out? And I was kind of like, well, I'll help you. And, you know, a few weeks turned into a few months and I could, I really saw the opportunity then to help women who were going through those busy periods, who didn't necessarily want a full-time employee working for them, but needed someone that they can rely and trust on and who knew what they were doing kind of thing. So I actually started a virtual assistant business four years ago. And the story since then has been that I really loved the content side of things. So I really loved writing emails and blogs for people, um, working out the strategy in terms of the, the social media. Um, so I've decided to focus on that part of my job. So it's all about the content now right. and helping women with the strategy and helping them then to build out their client journey as well. Music to my ears. I know we just had a brief chat before we jumped into the interview and what I believe makes me successful is largely having incredible content and bringing mm. value to, I'm going to say the world, the whole world, yes. no, but value to my ideal audience in the form of how I deliver my content. Mm. And, and, and that plus being an incredible coach, those two things together, I believe, uh, my secret source. Like that's mm. the that's the magnetism that brings more and more clients into my world. So I am a massive fan of this part of my business and mm. advocate for how critical it is in most business, but definitely in in the world of online business where you're marketing yourself as a personal brand or you're that leader for the business, your mm. own business. Mm. I love it. Tell me what a typical day in the life is like for you. Usually I'm up at 5.15 and off to the gym. Um, so that's a couple of days a week. So I really feel like that's my my moment in the day to be myself and really just um, lean into the physical side of things because I find that when I'm physical and I feel fit, then, you know, everything else follows, as you would know, mm-hmm. because I know that you're very into the fitness side of things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and then it's kind of like a bit of a juggle. So it's about making sure the kids are get, getting off to school, um, their lunches are made, they're on time. And at the moment, it's the juggle with the husband as well. So because he's working from home now, it's like who's upstairs in the office and who's downstairs and yeah. who's got a meeting. Can you do it out the front? Can you do it you know, out the back? I bet. He's obviously been home for the whole of COVID, I take yes. it. So six, seven months by now. Yes, it has been. And there is, for him, there is no, you know, he's not going to go back in the foreseeable future as well. Wow. So it's kind of like our life at the moment. Yeah, right. This constant, this constant Just job. getting used to to living this way. Yeah, it is. And it is really getting used to it, isn't it? It's finding yeah. that freedom and finding what works and what doesn't. It took, took us a while. <laughs> it took us a while okay. and quite a few arguments to get into freedom. <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone. <laughs> but but now think, you're in a rhythm. Yes, I think we're, we're almost there. And then it's diving into the client stuff. So it's about creating a strategy if I've got a strategy client or creating a journey for someone if I've got a, a journey client happening um, and, you know, 
writing the copy for things um, and really throwing myself into the, the content side of things. And then, you know, it's it's the usual mum stuff when the kids get home and you're the mum taxi and you're taking, you know, children here, there and everywhere. But, you know, that's why we do this, isn't it? So we can mm-hmm. have that. Flexibility, yeah. Yes, yes, the, the flexibility and you don't feel tied to someone. Like I felt even though when um, I was working with my friend, I wasn't just you know, working part-time hours, school hours, what have you, but there was still that pressure that, oh, my goodness, the bus leaves in five minutes. I've got to be there, but I've got to finish mm-hmm. this thing first. And if I miss that bus, I'm going to miss taking the kids to swimming lessons. Yeah. Um, so there was still that pressure, but being your own boss is just an amazing experience, as you know. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. The, the listeners can't can't obviously see us, but you look lit up and liberated when we're talking about this. Well, look, I had 30 years in corporate. I have a very stark contrast to how I feel in my work and creation in the world. So, yeah, it's a daily reminder in a way, having had such a long time of doing work that I didn't f- feel fulfilled in doing mm. or on purpose. Yep. Let's jump into more about content because as much as I love it and I think I have somewhat of a knack for it, uh, I know that so many people struggle in this area and whether it's they're not comfortable writing or they don't want to show up on a video type, especially live, Um, Mm. there's all sorts of types of content and ways in. Um, So let's just start with how do you define content? Mm, okay, so content. Lot, a lot of people think of content as just being that um, the posts that we put on social media specifically, but it's so much more than that. It's all about the blogs or the the podcasts, the videos that you do. It's emails that you create, and that's just in the digital space as well. You know, there's also the physical things that you put out into the world, like some shops, for example, might have brochures or leaflets or something like that, something physical. Mm-hmm. But basically, content is anything that you put out into the world that represents you and what you do. Mm -hmm. Why do you believe it's so important? Yeah, well, as we were talking before we came on, it's really important to be able to showcase who you are, your personality, your values and what you stand for. And you can do that through content as well as showcase your expertise and your knowledge and also the elements of your brand as well. So that's it from kind of like a no like trust. People probably know that that saying quite well, no like mm-hmm. trust. That's one of the purposes of your content. But from my perspective, from a strategic perspective, I really look at content as being the mechanism that you take your client on a journey with you. So that client journey starts at... Um, them not knowing anything about you at all, all the way through to them becoming raving fans. And content is the way that you can actually move them through that client journey. So I look at a client journey as being five different phases. It's connect, subscribe, nurture, convert, and then onboard. So there's five distinct phases in a client journey. Some people might go through that those phases really quickly with you and yeah. some might take a while to get through um, the, those phases because they might, I don't know, you know, feel like they need to know more about you before they move on to the, the next phase. Mm-hmm. But those five phases, the way that you get them from one to the next is through your content, quite Absolutely. simply. So 
Mm. Yeah. So it's like such an important part of um, our businesses. And I think that people get really quite overwhelmed with all the possibilities because there are so many possibilities. My goodness me, you can be everywhere um, doing everything, but you're going to lead to burnout. So if you use content in a more strategic way and purposeful way, then you're not going to reach that burnout city in that overwhelmed place. Yeah. It really is about relationship building. Yes. And the way I teach it, I have a business academy that I'm actually just about to open the doors on again. And I really do teach it as similar to wooing a new partner in your life, into your life in terms of this whole process of, like you said, they don't know you at all in the beginning and Mm. you don't want to hit them over the head with a sales message. It really, it really is a process and a journey uh, and then the other the other part of that is there are always new people coming into your world, so you can't phase all of your content so that it's concurrent to a particular stage yeah. in that journey. You do have to have multiple ways in and, you know, different content out there that's playing different roles. Exactly. So as long as you've got all the different bases covered at any one time, then you will cover anyone who's in a different phase of that journey. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I imagine one of the things that you do a lot of in your business is support entrepreneurs in particular in creating content because it can be a difficult process. Why do you think it's so hard? Yeah, so I think there's so many reasons why people find it so difficult, but probably the top three that I hear the most is, first of all, um, they just don't know where to start. Mm. Okay, so, you know, it, it is an overwhelming process. And like I said, there's so many different places that you can be. There's so many different things that you could be doing that they just go, whoa, I'm not quite sure exactly where to start. And when you don't know where to start, that's when the procrastination kicks in as well. Mm-hmm. So you kind of put off starting because you know that it's difficult to start and it becomes a cyclical um, process from there. So yeah. One, yeah, one way to kind of um, get over that is to really understand your client journey. So mm-hmm. when you understand what someone is thinking and feeling and doing at any phase of that client journey, then you know exactly what to say. So it gives yeah. you that prompt. It gives you that inspiration to put your message out there. So that's probably one reason I think that um, people find it so difficult. Another is it's just not their zone of genius. So it's my zone of genius. I love content and obviously it's part of your zone, zone of genius as well. So the way that you can probably overcome that is either to learn a, a process or learn a methodology, uh, learn a way to fit it into your energy and your flow. Mm. So it's learn those things or simply outsource it, give it to yeah. someone else. Give and it to you. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can give it to me. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, just um, work with those strengths that you have um, and and if it doesn't work for you, then, yeah, give, give it to someone else to do. And then the, probably the third thing is um, I see this a lot and you would probably see this a lot as well, is not knowing your ideal client inside and out. So they may know mm-hmm. their ideal client on a surface level basis, Um, So, you know, just the demographics, who they are, how old they are, what gender they are, um, how many kids they've got, where they're living, but they don't necessarily know 
the things that kind of keep them awake at night and the things that really get them angry and the things mm-hmm. that make them argue with someone in the street, those type of really in-depth things stop you from, you know, communicating properly to your ideal client because you don't know the ins and outs of them. And I think knowing the ideal client is the basis of all marketing, really. Um, If you don't know who they are, then it's, it's really difficult to actually speak to them and to get them to go from knowing about you to actually converting so, I not uh, agree more with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you're saying, but that in particular, like yeah, absolutely and, knowing your ideal client is. Yeah, and I think it's something that people gloss over a lot as well. You know, a lot of people say, yeah, yeah, I know my ideal client, but they don't really, really know them. And um, I have, I'll, I'll share a little tip with you. I feel like I'm sharing this all over the place at the moment, but it's, it's a fun little tip in terms of your ideal client. If you're really stuck, filling out, you know, one of the thousands of ideal client avatar templates there are out there. If it's not inspiring you or, you know, you just feel like it's a bit mundane answering all these questions, think about who your ideal client is at the party. Mm. So if you're going to a party, are they the person who is in the corner having a few too many drinks? Are they the person that's uh, lighting up the room? Are they the person that's in the kitchen helping? Um, what are they wearing? Did they go and buy a special outfit just for the party or did they just chuck on their jeans? Um, and, you know, what kind of music are they asking the DJ to play? All of those Love really tricky things I think that can really give you a kickstart in terms of really understanding your ideal client. Yeah, that's perfect. And I think the party's great. You could also come up with yeah. four or five different scenarios <laughs> that the grocery store, I don't know, like there, there's different roles that we all play, but, yeah, threading that through I think would be really, tr- really rich. Yes. Content yes development. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So do you have a process and do you follow it yourself? Yes, and we were also laughing about this before we came on that yeah. I am very much a process-driven person and that doesn't mean that I I'm not creative. So a process for me helps my creativity come out, um, but with other people that would kind of really stifle them. There is a process that I follow and it's my content creation blueprint. So it's being prepared, actually producing your content, and following a specific process as well. So those three things will really help you get over that hurdle of not being able to create or feeling like it's too hard or too overwhelming. If you break it down into a few different steps, then it's going to be so much easier for you. So that's prepare, produce, and then the process as well. So when you um, are looking at preparing your content, I really encourage people to do that in, you know, even do it over a year. I actually do it at the beginning of the year and come up with all of the ideas that I will be utilising through the year. That doesn't mean that they're set in stone and I can't be flexible. It just means that I have those ideas and those topics there ready for me when I'm ready to sit down and actually create. It's Also about choosing one piece of focused content. So it's choosing whether you're going to do a blog, a podcast or video based. And we all have Mm -hmm. our strengths. So mine is more around um, writing. So Mm -hmm. I do a blog. Um, But other people like you will do a podcast. Some people prefer to turn up on video as well. So whatever it is, you need to have at least one of those. Mm -hmm. And when you have one of those, 
we'll talk about this later, but when, when you have one of those, you can use the content within it so many other different ways. Absolutely. So it becomes creating less content, uh, sorry, more content in less time. So it's, it's a really interesting um, way to be able to fill your content calendar quickly and easily. I'd also say part of the prepare process is to know what your business is about. So I call this like the source themes. And once you know your source themes, then you can really start to prepare and produce that content really quickly and easily. So source themes are around what you sell, who you sell to, why, so as in your purpose and what transformation it provides to your client as well. So those things can really help you be prepared in terms of your content creation. And so once you know those things, we can sit down and produce your content really quite quickly. And so that's the next part of it. Producing your content is about taking all of those ideas and making them work for you. So I really um, encourage like a structure in terms of how you do things and make that structure always the same. So for me, as an example, um, when I write blogs, it's always about an opening paragraph, four or five points. Each of those is a sub is a paragraph in itself, conclusion, done. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it would be the same with creating a podcast as well. Even when you um, have a guest or whether it's by, by yourself, you have an idea of those points that you actually want to cover. And then you go, go through them, go through them, go through them, conclusion, done. So it's about the production production side of things. And then the last part of it is the the process. So I always encourage people to write out the separate steps um, of that process of the actual content creation process. And there's two reasons for this. The first reason is it's going to make it so much easier for yourself because if you're following some steps then you're not going to miss a step mm-hmm. and you're not thinking to yourself, oh, have I done this? Do I need to do this? What was the other thing I need to do? It's all written out. But the second reason and this is the, the most critical reason is when you take that step in your business to outsource, voila, it's ready. It's there. You can pick and choose the bits that you want to outsource. You can outsource a lot, but that process is there ready to go. So, so simple. Yeah, I, I would think that personally my biggest weakness is this area. I can mm. produce, 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 but actually maximising the value in distributing that content across uh, more environments would be powerful Mm -hmm. and it's not having a process to make that really simple that is an opportunity area in my business. Yep, absolutely. And you've touched on another great point there, the reimagination piece. So how the different ways that I can reimagine this one piece of focus content that I've got to make it last and last and last. So as an example, and you probably do something very similar, my blogs turn into so many different things. So they become tips. Each of those subheadings becomes a single tip. Yeah. Um, I, I pull out some quotes from myself and make pretty graphics and it's a uh-huh. quote from me. Um, uh-huh. They become Facebook Lives. They become Instagram Stories. Each of those subheadings is usually an, an Instagram story. Mm-hmm. My Facebook Lives I download and then upload into IGTV. So, I, like, I'm not creating more. I'm just using what I've got. And do you have each week, do you have a structure for how that unfolds? Yeah, so um, I do, I write a blog on a fortnightly basis 
and I don't batch create my blogs. I've batch created my topics and my ideas, but I haven't actually batch created the content. So I can sit down though on a, on a fortnightly basis and go, okay, this week I'm talking about this topic. Um, so this is what I'm going to write. And then I will get my team members to then convert that into like the tips and the, the quotes. Um, so yeah, I just follow the process, follow Amazing. the steps. Amazing. I love that. Is there anything that through your journey has mm-hmm. been really a light bulb moment in terms of getting crystal clear on content as your lead? Um, that's a really great question. I would say it's the strategy part of things. Okay. So I, I think that at the beginning of my journey, it was all about doing all the things you listen to one expert and they say, oh, you need to write an email every week. You listen to another expert and say they say you have to write a 1,000 blog for SEO purposes every week. And then all of a sudden you find yourself overwhelmed with all of the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they are. They're all possibilities. But then I, I guess the light bulb moment is bringing all of that into what is in line with my time my resources and my energy as well because, oh, my goodness, if I don't have the time to do it, obviously it's not going to get done and I'm going to feel pretty awful about the fact that it didn't get done. Yeah. Um, if I don't have the resources to, to help me, so whether that's money or whether that's team members, you know, you, you just can't do everything. You probably can't do all of those things that I just mentioned um, with my blog without any team members. And the energy side of things, um, as much as I'd like to say that I'm, like my 21-year-old self, um, 45-year-old me is not quite the same in terms yeah, of energy. Uh, you know, 21-year-old pre-kids me would have been, you know, champing at the bit, doing all the things, but now my life and my purpose and my priorities are different. So mm. it's really important to be in line with my energy as well. I love that. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. You have just such a great depth of experience in this area and I know that content can be challenging and so just going through it as you have and being very clear on ways to make the process of delivering content more simple and how to, I'm going to use a fancy word, remediate that content so that it can live and breathe in multiple environments is amazing. So I really appreciate it. Is there any final thoughts or one last thing you want to leave with the listeners? Um, I think that it's probably around that whole energy piece that, you know, you everyone has within themselves what it takes to be successful, whatever success looks like for them. And it's just understanding how that relates to your season of life and what's happening right now. So, yeah, you just, just take those baby steps and really believe in yourself that anything is possible, isn't it? Anything oh, is possible. It totally is. always think about what's possible not where you're at right now and keep moving love it love it well thank you so much i really enjoyed our chat and love that you're a neighbor too so how about (laughs) that i mean we have to finish up so i can ask you some questions about the the neighborhood (laughs) but i really appreciate it mel have a wonderful day thank you so much for having me really appreciate it thank you thanks You've made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur podcast. Why not keep going just a little bit further and leave me a review? Five stars would be absolutely amazing. 
And even better, some comments. I will do my best to call you out in a future episode real soon. To connect with me further, you can find me at yvettemayer.com, on Instagram, yvettemayer underscore, and you're invited to join the free Facebook group, The Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur, where we chat all things business, tips, and growth on the daily. I can't wait to bring you more quality content in the future. I'll be back soon. You can link to all of those connection mechanisms in the show notes. Bye for now.